This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Somebody got to do something here. Abaji at three for top. Off the mark. And we're going to double overtime. Shannon, a three to tie. And that'll do it. Kansas escapes in double overtime. Welcome on in. Beck UL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksbrook with you on a Tuesday. A ton to get to today. We'll have Jason Logan from Covers joining the show to talk NFL Conference Championship weekend. Jimmy Patsos, our guy. we got to catch up and talk some hoops with Jimmy Patsos a couple weeks from the NBA trade deadline. And a lot of football today, of course, as we look forward to the 49ers Rams and the Bengals and the Chiefs title games there. What you heard there last night, a wild game in college basketball, Texas Tech. Double overtime. They lose by three to Kansas. They did cover the number, but they go down Kansas uh, 94, Texas Tech 91. So a good night in college hoops. We had some NBA numbers that we uh, were on last night with the Knicks covering. Uh, the Jazz did actually cover that number, which we, we were shot, was all surprised about last night against the Suns. And uh, and how about Io? We know we, we keep talking about these young players. Good, up, down, up, down. Well, last night was an up night, Joe, for, uh, for Io for the Bulls. It was, uh, I guess, if you want to count holding on against OKC when you're only favored by one and a half, you can win, but you do not cover. That was the definition of a bad beat. That's what that was. If you were on the Bulls, let's go with the closing number of one and a half. So Bulls minus one and a half. They led late in the third quarter by 28 points. I guarantee you they took money on the Bulls. Guarantee you, because once you got the word, okay, Vucevic is good. Levine is in, and then you always wonder how much workload after missing five games is a player going to get, a star player like him going against a bad opponent. Got a heavy workload because the Bulls just couldn't put them away in the fourth quarter. No DeRozan, no Lonzo Ball, no Mike Caruso for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, that was that was something. You're up 27-28 late in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, you're, you're up 17. Two minutes left. You, you go up by eight, and you still just barely hang on. Now, should you have lost if you had Bulls minus one and a half? Probably not, because the Thunder called the second with one timeout and threw up a three. Mm. <laughs> so That's a bad beat. That, that, was, a, bad that beat. was a bad beat. Yeah, it, Muscala hit it at the very end there. But, um, yeah, we saw the impact of no Aiton for the Phoenix Suns yesterday. And how about in that, in that Cavs-Knicks game? What kind of a final shot is that for Randall? What, what was that? That, that, that's what you got, Tibbs? That's it? I was just glad I got the cover. Like, I didn't care if that went in or not. I was like, oh, whatever. The, the Knicks, they can lose that game. Aaron, you should have followed your instinct last night. Chris Paul had four three-pointers in that game. Weren't you talking about plus money on one plus three? 
Get four. Don't. Gosh, I'm so mad. Remember we looked it up, though, and we were like, yeah. oh, he's not really hitting these. It's so crazy, though, because the Suns really let the shorthanded Jazz stick around in that game. It was weird. And then Chris Paul had to show up late in that game, and uh, he put up quite a few points, and I am bummed. I, <laughs> I looked at it. Why didn't I follow my instincts? I've never even made that bet before. It just looked good to me, and... Oh, well. Hopefully that someone was, followed it. <laughs> that was the most amount of uh, three-point attempts from Chris Paul since November. Right. So, so I mean, you're going to – that's a random night. Right. You know? That would have been luck, right? It sure. would have been like, oh, this just looks good, good value. Let's just put some money on this because there's no way I could have predicted that. Yeah, four, <laughs> four would have been a, his numbers. Right, four would have been a crazy bet. But at one plus, that was – that. it was a weird number. It was like, wait. He should be able to do this, but he hadn't been shooting many lately. He hit one last night. So a fun night of basketball last night. And, of course, we look forward here, guys, to the NFL this weekend. And, look, there's a lot on the line. We, we have narrative stuff, Super Bowl stuff, betting stuff. This is that weekend where, like, legacies change and teams change, right? The futures change. And I want to play this here because this is interesting. Uh, yesterday, Kyle Shannon. Now, I don't know exactly what the iteration of this question was, but just listen to his thoughts on – kind of the future and everyone knows the reality of Trey Lance will eventually be the 49ers quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo is playing on Sunday to go to his second Super Bowl in three years. Here's Kyle Shanahan yesterday. Do we have Shanahan? Nope. Okay. We'll get back to Shanahan. (laughs) Um, The gist of what he said was everyone knows the reality of this. And like, we're all good professionals here and we get it. But my thought is how in the world is Jimmy Garoppolo not the 49ers quarterback if he goes to the Super Bowl? I just, I just don't understand how they move on and trade him this offseason, unless they get a haul. But I don't think you get a haul this offseason for Garoppolo, considering his injury history, where he stands among quarterbacks in the league, and the other guys that are available, right? Like, if Deshaun Watson's available, if Russell Wilson's available, you're not getting an overwhelming amount for Jimmy G. Why trade him? Well, we have to keep in mind this is an organization that the prevailing thought in the league is that we're going to take Mac Jones. And they cave to public pressure that if you're going to move up, you target a quarterback, you have to go get the higher ceiling guy in Trey Lance and not Mac Jones. So some people believe there was a uh, flip at one point. Of course, the Niners will deny that up and down all day. Okay, fine. Would they cave to public pressure? Would there be any public pressure? I don't think there would. Now, if you step back and look at it, okay, Trey Lance has played very little football, I believe three starts over the last two years, two years if you go back to college, uh, his final season there. And I'm sure this was always the plan. Year two, you're going to be the starter. Big part of it, money, money, dead cap hit. For for this year, $26.9 million for Jimmy Garoppolo. So the plan yep. is always for him to be there. Next year, it's $1.4 million. So you have to look at the money. Uh, we have the audio now. Here's... Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan on the Jimmy G QB situation. That is the reality we're at. And um, it's been that way for a while, um, you know, since we made that trade. And the more that um, we all can accept it and get you and, and know it and not beat around the bush, the easier it is to go on with your jobs. And um, that's what we've all done. And we've all enjoyed each other as, as people. We all respect the hell out of each other uh, in our profession. Um, and I think it's just allowed everyone to move on and be themselves. And I think throughout the year, that's about him to get better. It's allowed our team to get better. It's allowed me to get better and focus on what we should focus on and, trying to be as good at our job as we can wow 
So, yeah. Hey, the divorce, the divorce is next week. We have one more week together. Let's have fun, right? I mean, well, Jimmy, basically Jimmy what he's, he's got to be motivated by this too. I mean, he's going to want to go out and play hard um, for his career. But could there be something that you know, Kyle Shanahan? He's obviously an offensive genius. I know we've criticized him throughout the season. Maybe he gets way too much hype and credit, but. I don't know. Maybe he sees something in Trey Lance and they need to give him time to really get going. As we all know, it does take rookie quarterbacks and young player, young quarterbacks time to really get going. Yeah, I just don't get it from the leverage perspective. Like, they're probably going to trade Jimmy G, right? The Lance is going to be the quarterback at some point. But why say that? That's just weird. Like, shouldn't you put on a front that we're, we have a game on Sunday? We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know how it helps them to say, well, we're getting divorced. Because who's going to offer them anything I for Garoppolo if that's the case? Well, Shanahan understands that people around the league have two brain cells. People around the league talk. Like, you just look at the dead cap number. Right. Okay. It makes sense. They, they moved up to number three. It's not a Jordan Love situation. Jordan Love was a late-round draft pick. I know they moved up, but it was a late-round draft pick, and you don't even know if he's going to work. They have conviction in Trey Lance. I don't know if they're going to be accurate, but they have convic conviction, <laughs> and they, they gave up a ton to get him. So how long are you going to sit around? You're going to let that opportunity of winning with Trey Lance on a rookie contract where you could still pay all these other premier players that you do have? Like, I, I just think he's stating the obvious there, that everybody in the league knows what's going to happen. This is a situation, the dead cap hit. It's a nothing next year to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to be his age 31 season. The guy looks like he's 38 at some times when he tries to move back there already. They know they're all in. The The one thing that other teams, I wonder how much they're actually going to take into account is what Aaron said about Kyle Shanahan. Are you going to look at yourself and say, well, we don't have Kyle Shanahan. So if, we, if we're middle-of-the-road offense, if we're bottom third because we need Jimmy Garoppolo, we need a quarterback, we need to get better, and he could bring us some stability, okay, cool. But do you understand you're getting Garoppolo without – Shanahan without mm. Kittle, without Debo, Great without point. that awesome run game. Like For I, example, I don't know. Ron Rivera. What is Ron Rivera in Washington going to do with Jimmy G? Will he be successful here in Washington? I doubt it. Probably not. They're going to be honest with themselves. I would say probably not because we know the egos in this business are out of control. They they all yeah. think that they're the best. Or okay, Kyle's great, but we're great too. We believe in our guys. So that that's going to be fascinating. So I mentioned the, the dead cap hits. Where would you guess uh, Jimmy G is for this year? For this year. Like if they had cut him before this season, you're saying? Right. J just like how he's getting paid right now compared oh, to the rest of the probably a $27 million a year quarterback. Is that what he is? Yeah. And that's 11th. That's, a, that's right. 11th in the league. Um, it still blows my mind. I've heard it a million times, but it still blows my mind to see $48 million next to Matt Ryan's name. Well, they kept pushing that money down. That's why they couldn't pick a quarterback this year. They were like, we owe this guy one. so much. We're screwed here. All right, so that's interesting. I just I, – Jimmy G wins two more games here. I don't know how they're going to get rid of him. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun little subplot that we watch here as this plays out. All right, in terms of the numbers, the totals, we see some movement here. The total is moving up. So, mm -hmm. in Kansas City uh, and Cincinnati, the number opened at 50-and-a-half. We are up to 54-and-a-half in the Chiefs and the Bengals. The question I have is how high does this get and how high is too high? I mean, you have two unbelievable set of quarterbacks or pair of quarterbacks. 
great offensive players. I mean, there's two receivers in this game. They take the ball at the 50, and they can just like just go to the house every time if they want to. So yeah. we could see a lot of points, but 54 and a half is a big number, and I don't know if we're done climbing. That was a very low opener. Uh, yes. When they played a few weeks ago, it was 51 and a half. I kind of hesitate to harp on that too much about the 50 and a half because Jeff Sherman at the Westgate, it was, I want to say exactly nine o'clock when he tweeted out on Sunday night, the line in the total, and he put 50 and a half. Then seven minutes later, he tweeted out 53 and a half. So, so yeah, it opened there, but it was available for like three minutes for sharp betters right. that, that were ready to pounce. So, I mean, it, I guess it's worth noting that the sharp money did drive that up immediately, but we are talking about, for the most part, a one-point jump. The last three AFC Championship games in Kansas City went over this, though, too. Mm -hmm. mm. Obviously, different situations, but we are talking about the Chiefs here. <laughs> and the Bengals, both, both teams that are capable of putting up big points. There's a common denominator here. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, right? They've been in yeah. all these games, yeah. How do you watch? How do you watch that game and open it at 50, 50 and a half? I don't understand that at all. Especially when they, when they played a couple weeks ago, it was fifty one and a half. That seems crazy to me. Were they putting way too much into Cincinnati only scoring nineteen against Tennessee? Unless are they maybe. thinking like this is going to be a Joe Mixon game and the Bengals are going to try to slow things down and run the ball a lot more and have a different game plan? Um, you know, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, their connection is amazing, but maybe they try to do something different and try to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands as much as possible and run the clock. Yeah. Perhaps. That, I mean, the last time they played, it was, what, 65 total points, 34-31 in that game? So we Yeah, had a lot it's of just so weird. Now. Yeah. It's, um, I was thinking about this, uh, Joe G, something you always say. Is it top five or top ten NBA players? We always, when we make our yeah. list. Uh, NBA fans can't count. There's there's too many top 10 players. Yeah. Too many top 10. Okay. Yeah. So I I was thinking about top five quarterbacks. I think we're, we're getting there with too many top five quarterbacks. And top, top 10 is not as sexy. So we do top five quarterbacks. Is Joe Burrow top five quarterback? All right. So Patrick Mahomes is. Aaron Rodgers is. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is. Tom Brady is. We're at, we're at one more spot left? Yeah, we have one more spot left. <laughs> we And we've got Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not in it. Uh, Stafford and Burrow still alive. When Lamar's on his game, he is. Ooh, yeah. Herbert played at a high level this year, but I think we get the extra credit for the playoffs. Um, I say yes. You think he just is already top five based on the last month? Yeah. I just would feel more comfortable with him there than Herbert or Russell Wilson off a down year. I mean, Watson hasn't played in a season. So if that's the case, we have another game with Kansas City with two top five quarterbacks facing off. And the last game we just saw was ridiculous. <laughs> and and look at the look at the receivers that are going to be on the field on Sunday. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's the one insane. Thing, the one thing Burrow can't do, and I don't think it's going to hamper his career but he can't make those off schedule plays like Allen did he doesn't have that, that kind of athletic ability so if yeah. the Chiefs pass rush gets to him the way it got to Allen we could see less points right he's just going to go down he's not he's you know he can move a little bit but I mean Josh Allen's like a tank running around and then just 
throwing crazy passes to the end zone. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, it's Becky L. Daly, presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook. Let's look ahead here. Long shots, futures, Super Bowl MVP. Where should you be looking two weeks out? We'll do that next, right here on the Becky L. Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.